Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It is indeed time for the Get Right with Reggie KG here on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Latitula, Yo. Chris holding down for you here. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the truckwreck.com text line 877-881-1053. Unfortunately, the good guys fall to the Houston Astros in game five of the American League Championship Series 5-4. to four. As Jose Altuve's three-run home run in the top of the ninth inning was the nail in the coffin for tonight's game, unfortunately, for the Texas Rangers. Rangers were not able to score in the bottom half of the ninth, and now they trail three games to two with the series moving back to Houston for games six and seven on Sunday night and on Monday as well. Yeah, well, Sunday night, First pitch is 7.03, so you know we've got you covered right here on the home of the Rangers, 105 through the fan, 6.30 for pregame. That's right. Um, where the Rangers are going to do what, KG? Stave. That's right. They stave off elimination. Uh, they are in position to do that right now. Uh, programming though on that as well, Chris Arnold and I will have an ALCS Game 6 pregame super show. Super show. Uh, that will begin at 3.15 and will run until 6.30 when we lead you into the official Rangers pregame show, which will begin at 6.30 and lead you to first pitch. As Reg mentioned, Nathan Evaldi going to be taking the mound for the good guys to try and, yes, stave off elimination to try and prevent the Astros from getting back to the World Series where they're looking to defend their championship um, meanwhile, the Philadelphia Phillies are trying to put the Arizona Diamondbacks on the brink of elimination. They are up 5-3 to three in the bottom of the eighth inning right now as Kyle Schwarber has put on a show once again uh, with another home run for the Philadelphia Phillies in this game. So Philadelphia trying to get back to the World Series themselves after losing last year to the Astros again, 5-3. That game is, can be seen on TBS right now as the Phillies look to put the Diamondbacks on the brink of elimination. More on the Rangers and the Astros as we're with you until midnight tonight here on the Get Right. But yeah, don't, don't go over to no TBS. We'll keep you update. Well, you you know, they can watch and listen to no, us. Don't, don't even worry about that. No? Stay here. Are you on them to watch on Twitch? Yeah, I'm selfish. I'll hear. Twitch on Twitch.tv slash Dallas fan came in on YouTube as well. That's right. Uh, where you can catch us live there. But let's get you ready for week number seven. Hardly, we're about to be seven weeks into the NFL season. Cowboys, uh, they're off this week. 
Bye week. On their bye week. Very good. They'll get to sit at home and watch the rest of the NFL just like mm-hmm. us. They need to get in them playbooks and figure some stuff out. No, they probably need to take a mental break for a day or two to kind of, you know, get some things figured out oh, and okay. then get back into the, you know. Well, look. Bold prediction, the Cowboys will not lose. Go ahead and text in or let us know your bold predictions for week seven in the National Football League. All right. Of course, as this goes, it's become our Friday staple. We are going to borrow predictions from uh, CBS Sports and from NFL and probably give our own predictions, which we probably should do, you know. By the way, the Bengals, Cowboys, Titans, Jets, Panthers, and Texans all on their bye week this week. There's a lot of uh, annoying football that will be avoided thanks to that. Right? Um, You were good until, yeah, we forgot about Monday night's matchup. Yeah, I'm not saying you're annoying all the – you're not – you're avoiding all the annoying football, (laughs) but not having to watch the Tennessee Titans has got to be a help. Yeah, yeah, that does help. That does help. I mean, look, the Panthers, we know where they are in this development curve, but – bad. Sure. Um, but, you know, not not having to see Bryce Young scramble and struggle for his life. Um, that'll be good. By the way, they're turning over the play calling to Thomas Brown out there in Carolina. He's going to take over as their play caller. Frank Reich said, I'm done with this. Oh, they should have been done that. Anyways, <laughs> um, and let, let's talk Let's talk about bowl predictions. Let's Again, do it. Let, let us know what your bowl predictions are for week seven. But we begin by talking about um, a bowl prediction that comes from CBS Sports. Uh, Garrett Pottle, and he's talking about Chargers Chiefs, in okay. which All right. he pontificates that the Los Angeles Chargers good word, I like that. will become the first team to score more than 21 points on the Chiefs in 2023. Did you realize that no team had scored more than 21 points on the Chiefs this year? Defense has been good. Yeah, it's it's kind of something that good. we I, I think we've neglected because we look over there and we go, best quarterback in the league, Patrick Mahomes. It's the offense, but understanding that, you know, the weapons haven't been there or particularly light uh, with this Chiefs team. The defense has done a little bit more of the lifting here, um, and I don't know how much we've fully acknowledged it. We probably need to, except here come the Chargers with, you know, the Kellen Moore offense and particularly with Justin Herbert's capabilities and all of the all of the uh, Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen and all those, you know, Palmer, I believe is Jordan Palmer. I always forget his first name when mm-hmm. I wanted to go to say Josh it. Palmer. Josh, there mm-hmm. it is. Uh, so they definitely have um, the opportunity to do some interesting things against um, the Chiefs defense. Do you do you believe that more than 21 points for the first time against the Chiefs this year is a possibility for the Chargers? I'm going to say yes. Uh, I do. I do think that happens. Now, you know, you have to refresh my memory, but these two teams usually play some pretty entertaining football games. In fact, the Chargers, you know, have played pretty well against Kansas City, you know, over the last you know few years. So, I mean, the Chargers are always going to charge it. But you know, if memory serves me correctly, here, you know, Justin Herbert, you know, has won a game, you know, in like he's played well against. Patrick Mahomes and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, so. Yeah, last year they had a couple of games that were both within three, both mm-hmm. of them Chiefs wins, um, but 30-27 in November and uh, 27-24 in September. So, I mean, that's just last year if we're talking about these two teams. So, yeah. so well, the Chiefs have won three straight games against the Chargers as part of their uh, – AFC West dominant. So, well, one of the reasons why I like this bold prediction is yeah. that it's not bold enough to assume that the Chief, the Chargers win. It's just like the Chiefs will put up a whole bunch of points. All right, cool. I'm willing to hear that. Um, yeah. Well, here's the thing: the Chiefs had to go get McCole Hardman back. 
Like things are so bad in their wide receiver course. Like, hey man, hey, can we get the band back together a little bit? They're like, at least can we get a fast guy? Back? Fast guy? Yeah. He, yeah. He, he's not Tyreek Hill, but oof, come on. He, he's definitely fast. He can do that. Uh, I'm gonna go with that bold prediction. I think the Chargers score over 20 points against the or over 21 points against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, this weekend. Can I throw out a bold prediction of my own? Oh, please do. Uh, it kind of goes along the lines of what the uh, 903 is talking about. The Dolphins blow out the Eagles by four touchdowns. I don't, I'm not going that bold. I do think both of these teams combine for over 80 points in this game. Oh, so you're, you, you like the Eagles offense here? Yeah. I think both of these teams are going to be putting up a bunch of, a bunch of touchdowns in this game. Interesting. I, I, I'm intrigued to see what these Eagles offense looks like in this game because. The Eagles' offense—they've—it feels like they've been looking for answers. And by combined, I mean that the Dolphins are going to win sixty to twenty. Oh, oh! <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also, the Eagles' defense—the spine of the defense—has been a little shaky. Yes. Um, no, I, I could I could see a, a, an explosion of points. I'm just the Eagles feel like they have not been as great at pushing the button. And what I say by that is like. Hey, we found the thing that works. We're just going to beat you over the head with it. Well, you know what's going on there. That they had previously there. done with like Shane Steichen and them. Yeah, you know what's going on there. What's that? Quarterbacks turn over to football. Jalen sure. Hurts leads the NFC right now in interceptions. And I think some of that is they, yeah. they've been doing things that are a little more uncomfortable compared to years past where mm-hmm. they've been like, oh, this is the comfort zone. Hit the button. Yeah. Push the button. Maybe push that tush more. Just go ahead and write that down. No. Clip that up for me. Appreciate you. Um, Some other bold predictions as I'm continuing to see if we get any – um, any more heard. predictions coming in on yeah. the Twitch, YouTube, or text line? Um, again, text line 877-881-1053 if you want to get involved on the program as we're giving bold predictions for Week 7 in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. This one comes from Matt Okada of NFL.com who says that Tyreek Hill um, obviously is having a whole bunch of yards and he has 814 yards thus far total, 186 yards away from 1,000 on the season. <laughs> And he says that uh, Tyreek is going to go ahead and finish up that 1,000 in Week 7. 186 yards this week against the Philadelphia Eagles. Book it. You want it? Book it. You with it? He's going to go for 220 on that. Oh, him. you're talking crazy. Is Slade playing for them this weekend? Let me check the injury report for that game, man. Let me let me see here because I know Slade been dealing with a little bit of injury uh, for them. Let me, let, me, let me check that here. Yeah, Tyreek will go for 220 on them. Let's see. Um... As the computer doesn't want. Okay, here we mm-hmm, go. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Eagles. Yep. Live bringing up the injury report. Eagles. Injuries. Let's see here. Oh, Bradley Roby. Out. Got a shoulder injury. Um, Okay, so maybe they're okay there. But, yeah. Who cares? He's going for 220. He's, still, he's like, I had a reason. Book and the it. reason went away. And it don't matter. It's Tyreek Hill. That's right. <laughs> That's how damn good Tyreek Hill is. Book it. Book it. Um, here we go on to, from the 2-1-4 bowl prediction. The Cardinals will beat the Seahawks. Seahawks 7.5 point Ooh, favorites at that? home. I'm not I'm not sure how I feel about it because the Cardinals have played tough, even though they are only 1-5. Don't talk to me about the one time they won. I don't want to do that again. It's a bye week. Leave me alone. Um, but they have played teams tough all the way through this, and the Seahawks are one of those teams that if they're not playing at the height, they are gettable, right? Like if they are playing on schedule with all these things, this is a good Seahawks team, but I look, I could see it happening. I'm just not willing to call my shot there. Uh, yeah, Seahawks are a better football team. I, I'm willing to take uh, the Seahawks there. Okay. Arizona's trying to race to the bottom here, man. Like They're going to play competitive football. 
and still, you know, be a horrendous football team. Now, maybe they start to win some games uh, when Kyler Murray comes back. I doubt it uh, when him and Buda Baker come back, but no, I doubt it. By the way, shout out to the Diamondbacks who have tied it in the uh, in bottom of the eighth inning. Oh, fun postseason baseball happening. Yeah, man. Um, how about this? As we talk about um, bold predictions for yep. Week Seven, Jordan Love. Okay. Of the Green Bay Packers, been a little bit of a funk. You know, hasn't looked all that great. We're still trying to figure out what kind of starting quarterback he is, or if he is indeed if he's good or not. A, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Love is supposedly set to snap out of a funk. Following the bye week, obviously get an opportunity as they are playing Sean Payton's Denver Broncos. What do you think about the Denver Broncos being the get right game for Jordan Love? Oh, this is the uh, Nathaniel Hackett Bowl in reverse. Oh, because he used to he was he was in Green Bay. Yeah, then he was in Denver. You know, he gone anyway. Um, yeah, Denver's defense is horrendous. It's incredible. It's incredible how they go from being a a terrifying defense to being just very. Maybe Sean shouldn't have fired the guy that was really good at defensive coordinator last year. Possibly. It's a possibility. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm not going to, I'm going to say that Denver figures out a way to take care of Jordan Lux. I I don't know if he's good or not. I still don't know if he's good either, but if there's a team that can help you get to this place. Denver can help you get there. Denver can help you get there. Snap out of it. Am, yeah. I, am I a sicko for wanting to to believe here uh, on the text line, the oh. 903, that says the Vikings will cover the six and a half? Cover what? They're getting they're getting six and a half points against the, the San Francisco 49ers. They're plus six and a half. And the idea that maybe, maybe they can do that. The San Francisco, San Francisco 49ers have been... Y'all really think that the Vikings will cover that game? I mean... Come on, man. We don't got a lot of ourselves here. <laughs> we don't. What, what what are the Vikings? As you like to call them, the most unserious team in the NFL. Thank you. And you think that unserious football team? They don't have Justin Jefferson. Who, who, who's Kirk Cousins on the football to? Chris? Touche. Thank you. Don't they got TJ Hawkinson? With, 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 all, with all due respect. No, nah, that was okay. disrespectful. I mean, 16 and a half, maybe they'll cover that, but six and a half? Mm-hmm. Hell no. Nah. Come on, man. TJ Hawkinson? Did you just say TJ Hawkinson? I mean, he's a good football player. You think Fred Warner going to allow that to happen? Come on, man. Like, don't overthink this. I mean, remember, this the San Francisco team took some knocks. They've got some injuries that they're dealing with. 49ers about to whoop that ass okay. this weekend. Come All on, right. man. Right. After that loss, they just I'm trying to be bold, KG. That, that's the wrong one. You picked the wrong one. At, you know how angry San Francisco's about to be this weekend after what happened to them last week against Cleveland of all teams? Well, that's a good defense. It's a very good I mean, that's, you know, disrespect to that defense. You're right. Oh, also, yeah. and we definitely disrespecting uh, the, the the pick out of USC, Jordan Addison. Who? That boy, nice. Wide receiver. I know who he is. I'm saying. But you said who? I, I, you, oh, you was being disrespectful. Wildly. Wow, that's you, right. Unbelievable. Oh, you he, heard me. He's standing on it. Ten okay. toes down on it, damn it. Uh, Art McCaffrey and Debo Hurt. Yeah, that means they're playing on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you like this? Because they're like that. Okay. Still mad about that damn loss to San Francisco. We were in public for that. Huh? We were in public for that. That's That was the thing that was frustrating. Embarrassing us in front of company. Anyways. That's some bold predictions for week seven. Um, by the way, to answer your question, 903, uh, Debo Samuels questionable. Christian McCaffrey questionable. It does look like they are trending, though. Towards playing? Toward playing. Okay. Um, 
Well, then I'm going to go ahead and retract my support of 903's bold prediction. I hope it comes right. Because one thing I, I do love, I, I love getting the text on Monday like, hey, remember when I predicted this? It's like, you were right. You did it. I'm proud of you. Now, interesting though, on Samuel, though, he didn't practice today. But again, their game's on Monday, so... Saturday will tell us. You know, you what know what the know on that. You know what the one thing that you can maybe say about that about that prediction is. We've seen a lot of weird stuff happen the last couple of weeks. You're right in the NFL that has just made you reminded you that trying to predict what happens in the NFL actually isn't something that you the should fools do. Aaron. That's right. Yeah, McCaffrey didn't practice on Friday either. So again, Saturday will tell us more of what we need to know when it comes to McCaffrey and Diva. But I imagine they're they're going to play on Monday night. Those are some bold predictions going into week number seven of the National Football League. Uh, coming up next here on the Get Right Reds KG here on 105 Through the Fan. Yeah, we are so close to NBA season starting. It's days away, literally. So let's let's get some defining stats for certain NBA teams on what will define their season. We'll talk about it next on 105 Through the Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. One defining staff for every NBA team as we are just days away from the association tipping off. We appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. It's the Get Right with Reggie KG here on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Yep. Chris holding it down for here. Really appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Uh, after, of course, a disappointing loss tonight at Globe Life Field. Friday night. Uh, for the Texas Rangers as they look to pick themselves up off the ground and get ready to try to win a game six on Sunday evening. Otherwise, their magical season will come to an end at the hands of the Houston Astros. I'm not ready. For, I'm, I'm not ready yet. Uh, am I, you know, by myself in that feeling? I'm not. No. I'm not ready to see this Rangers uh, ride end at this point. It's been so much fun to see this team uh, go grow and go through the ups and downs of the way that they have to get to this point. That you would hate to see it uh, end this way uh, on Sunday evening against a team that is uh, hated as much as the Houston Astros are. I just want to keep seeing this team play baseball. That's yeah. All. 
I mean, I've, I mean, I, I've dictated, and it's not unique because there's everybody loves postseason baseball. Um, it's the just stress. You can call it that, but I, I would like to call like the excitement. Yes. Right? You can call it stress if you like to. It, it makes it more exciting for me. But um, I would like to continue to see particularly the local aspect of having postseason baseball. It's fun. Anyways. Um, I'm sorry. I got distracted for a second because Chris out there and just, you know. We're, we're jamming. And you know what? I like what you're doing back there. For good reason. Um, ba- Basketball season about to start, though. Woo! Uh, shout out to the Mavericks. They got the win tonight at the American Airlines Center. Uh, your man really, Derek Lively was okay. uh, yeah, was they, hoping. They got the win in preseason basketball. I mean, it was it was their only home preseason game. And it and it had to coincide with a Ranger baseball game. <laughs> yeah, Rangers postseason game. A lot of Texas Ranger shirts, though, at the AAC. I had a chance there to, you go. to stop by the AAC before support uh, all the teams. All right. Um, what team are you interested in going into this NBA season? And I'll give you the defining number. For them this season. I'm going to let you take a guess at who the team I'm most intrigued by. I'm not going to guess. I'm just, just say it. I, mean, we get, I don't got time for this, KG. It's 1030 at night. I don't got time wow. to be guessing what's on your mind right now. Oh, you just want to go walking? Is that what you want to do? Yes. <laughs> now take my walk time. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, please. Oh, I should have known that. You're right. See, see, see what I'm working with, Chris? See, see what I'm working with? See what I'm working with? The Oklahoma City Thunder's defining number, and uh-huh. this comes from the ringer, Zach Cram, great writer, is 44. So okay. la- last season, according to analysis of play-by-play data uh, from basketball reference, Thunder centers, you know, their center rotation combined for just 44 dunks. That's it? Only 44 dunks. Now, for reference, the median n- team received 178 dunks from its centers. Four times as many as the Thunder. As the Thunder. Now, of course, dunks aren't like the end-all, be-all by any means, but it sure. can give you a little bit of an insight into the effectiveness of a center room. So what you look at for Oklahoma City is that they haven't had a lot of dynamism from their center group. That's a good word. Like and that. so, yeah, it's Zach Krams. It's not mine. Oh. Um, they haven't had a lot of dynamism from their center group, and so maybe the likes of Chet, Chet Holmgren coming in this season – Gives them a little dynamism. That'll be something to watch from the Oklahoma City Thunder as their centers have not been something has been uh, something to be desired or um, lift them up in any way. Uh, I didn't realize that their center position from an inside standpoint was that anemic. Yeah, they were they were fairly small, right? You have uh, do you did you have you heard of a Olivier Saar? A who? Yeah, Darius Baisley was playing center. That's not a guy who I don't think I don't think he factors into like their long term future. Jalen Jalen Williams, the forward, the forward Jalen Williams, mm-hmm. he really is kind of like a forward, and yeah. I don't I don't view him as like a, in any way dominant. And then uh, Mike Muscala still in the league, so like th- oh, wow. those are those are the centers that we're talking about here. So like they they just didn't have anything that was that was really uh, passable as NBA caliber center. No offense to those guys. Chet Holmgren, in theory, should be a lot closer to that. So it's, it'll be interesting to see what they're capable of doing with that. And I think Baisley got released, by the way. I mean, only only adding to the point there that the centers weren't weren't uh, up to, like, your normal league capability. Yeah, the Nets waved in the other day. Um, any other teams that you're interested in to see what their defining statistic is or what the statistic will be that'll define their season? Uh, outside, see, I picked a Western Conference. Let's go to the Eastern Conference. Let's go with the... Um, Let's go with the Boston Celtics. Let's go with the Boston Celtics. All right, the Boston Celtics number is 61. What's the significance of that? Um, 
with this iteration of the Celtics, over the past seven years, they've won 61 playoff games, the most for any team in league history that didn't win a championship. Like, what we're doing is you're on championship watch. It's it's kind of what you saw them do, why okay. you saw them do the things and make the shakeups that they did this offseason. Yeah. It's desperation time in a different way. Like, it's not the desperation time we got to we gotta figure out how to get there. They've been there knocking on the door and the door hasn't opened. So they're like, anything we could do to cross that threshold because it's all for naught if you don't ultimately raise the Larry O'Brien at some point. And so they've had all of this possible success, but whatever it is, whatever the last little bit is to get over that, get over that finish line is what they need to figure out. Swapping out, you know, Malcolm Brogdon and Marcus Smart and Robert Williams III and Grant Williams for the likes of Drew Holiday, Kristaps Porzingis, right? These are the things that they're doing to be aggressive. Maybe they've gotten rid of some of their depth, but they're like, we need to be strong enough to be able to go over the top and win the championship. Imagine hinging your championship hopes on Kristaps Porzingis. I mean, at he, center. he didn't get hurt last year, and he it was career. It was great year. last it year. It was a career year for him. But I, this team, in you detail, has gone as deep in the playoffs as they have. Now we're at a point in their, you know, run right now. They got to depend on Kristaps Porzingis at center to deliver a championship. I'm not saying I would do it. I just I understand how you get there. Uh, ooh, maybe it didn't have to be there. Uh, you have another team. There's one from the uh, 903 they want to know about. Oh, okay. Interested in what the Phoenix Suns got going on. All right. Their number, 53.6. So across uh, two playoff seasons, or playoff series, rather, they attempted 53.6% of their shots from the mid-range. Shout out to Devin Booker. This is a prolific mid-range scoring team when you consider Kevin Durant is very much a rise and fire guy from the mid-range. Maybe one of the best, if not like top two mid-range shooters of all time. Mm -hmm. You had, obviously, Devin Booker, as you mentioned. And uh, Chris Paul did a lot of mid-range shooting before he left. He gets replaced by Bradley Beal, who does a lot of mid-range shooting, right? So what's going to happen here is it's going to be interesting to see what the balance is with these guys who are who are taking a shot that is considered not as efficient, but they do it at such a high rate. Will that balance out when you're playing against the teams like the Denver Nuggets and everything and you know other teams that are more analytically aligned that are going to get to the basket and shoot threes? Is that math going to math for them? is what's going to be really interesting. How are you guarding Phoenix this year? Depends on the team that you are. Um, but, yeah, no, that's, a, that's a very interesting question. Because who do you pick your poison with? Because all three of those guys are capable of winning games for you individually on a night-to-night basis. Um, I think, obviously, Bradley Beal is the one that you're most likely to let him get his shot. The tough part about it with Kevin, Kevin Durant I almost said Kevin Garnett. Kevin Durant is that he's going to get a shot off if he wants to get a shot yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Booker's always going to find his spot in the mid-range. Yeah, like that. that's a tough situation. Is I mean, obviously, don't let him get to the rim. If you're going to force yeah. them to take a whole bunch of mid-range jumpers, and if they beat you on just that, so just be miss it. Jump shots. I'm at, and, but obviously, all these things are all situational, right? It's, yeah. it's all t- styles make fights. Uh, but if you wanted to make it just kind of the most generic – I imagine it's like let Brad Beal see if he's capable of being a a winner guy in that situation. Uh, let's do with uh, one more real quick. Let's do the other, Orlando Magic. You didn't, so you don't even you don't even want to know what them Dallas Mavericks is. Huh? Yeah, we'll we'll get to them. Oh, you're not even you're not even worried. You're like, look, man. Yeah, don't need to hear that. I because I am interested in the Orlando Magic, young team that's got a lot of young, really good players, including the reigning Rookie of the Year, uh, Paulo Banquero. Well, this is funny because their number is the same number as it, as it was last year. 2012, which is the last year or last time that their offense was ranked in the top half of the league in efficiency. I'm sorry, what? 
The last year that the Orlando Magic offense was ranked in the top half of the league in efficiency was 2012. In fact, they haven't even been, or no, they got close. So uh, the years ranked, and I'm just reading them verbatim, Mm -hmm. 27th, 29th, 27th, 17th, 28th, 25th, 22nd, 21st, 29th, and last year, oh, sorry, 30th, and then last year, 26th. Wow. So this, they, they just have not done offense. They've added a whole bunch of talented players. They have Franz Wagner, who's been really impressive. Paolo Bancaro run Rookie of the Year. But again. They got a are, bunch of guards there, too. Are they going? But they're all long guards. It's yeah. weird. Uh, are they going to be able to actually have an efficient offense? Or is this just always going to be a theoretical, you know, group of guys that can maybe be young and do something, but not actually put the efficiency numbers up? Okay. Uh, yeah, they are an interesting team. Jamal Mosley brought there to be a player development type of coach to help some of these young guys grow, but they've got a real star there in the making in uh, Bon Carroll's really, and some really nice young guys there uh, as well. So uh, that leads us to the Mavericks real quick then. Who, uh, what's the number for the Mavericks? That's going to define their season. The Dallas Mavericks number is two. <laughs> is that for Luka and Kyrie? That's right. <laughs> only, only two. Do you see why I wasn't worried about the Mavericks? Only predictable as hell. Only two Mavericks. Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving made the Ringers top 100 players ranking, which is tied for the fewest of any Western Conference teams. Even bottom feeders like the Spurs, Rockets, and Trailblazers have more top 100 players than Dallas does. So they have the expectations that they have, and it really is still going to be top-heavy. Can Kyrie and Luka on the two of them do a lot? But then also, like that's offensively, defensively, all of that, all of that uh, weight. Is, those two aren't carrying any of that weight defensively. None of it. Now you're putting all that defensive weight on a whole bunch of guys who, at least in the Ringers' estimation, aren't top 100 players. That's what scares me about the Mavericks is that for all this defensive talk that they do, they don't have guys right now that can you can depend on to consistently guard the perimeter. And then when you get beyond that line of defense, you're depending on in some ways a rookie to start to figure it out as, you know, the season goes on and how long that learning curve is going to be for Derek Lively is something we're going to be chronicling all season because behind him defensively, shout out to Grant Williams and Josh Green. Hope they, uh, they're going to be doing a lot of defending here. Which that that I mean, you started talking about how do you guard the Phoenix Suns, which is going to be a problem for every team, no matter what. Like no matter how good of a team you are, you want to start doing that, playing that game with the Dallas Mavericks. You want to have that fun? What? How teams guard Luke and Kyrie? No, I'm saying how, how the they, Mavericks. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean yeah. that that ends up being a tough issue is like seeing how they match up. I don't envy. Um, Jason Kidd, um, who who did they say? I was about to say Sean Sweeney, but who did they say is now? Jared Dudley is now yeah. one of the coaches in charge of defense. My man from uh, Utah as well. Yeah, I don't I don't envy them in trying to figure out one how to get the defense up to snuff, and then two how to figure out those matchups ultimately when the time comes to really play the chess game. But uh, look, that's that's what you will do over time. That's what the you know the course of the season is for is figuring those things out. It'll be interesting to see them try. Well, some numbers that are going to define each and every team this NBA season. The NBA season tips off on Tuesday. Almost there. With the Dallas Mavericks beginning their regular season on Wednesday when they visit Victor Wimbanyama and the San Antonio Spurs, who, by the way, if you're watching preseason basketball, Victor Wimbanyama blocked a Kyle, uh, Kyle, a, 
What's his name? Clay Thompson, three-pointer. That's right. And then he finished it off on the break. I always call him what's his name. With a dunk. Mm-hmm. That's what I call his brother, Trace. What's his name? Wow. Oh, no. He still play for the Dodgers? Does he? I don't know. Hmm. Uh, coming up next, we're going to go inside the gray area where I'm not going to talk about Will and Jada. Blessings. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> I will figure out what I will talk about next, though. Oh. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. About to go inside the gray area here on the Get Right Reg KG here on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray with the non-walking Reginald Abitula. Yeah, it's it's weird because, like, you know, there's something about something nice about being outside and getting to walk in. I've tried to get my steps in inside the building. Just don't hit the same. You feel out of place right now at this time of the hour? Like, you feel like you're supposed to be? Well, I, according to my body, it feels like I'm supposed to be getting ready to sleep. But um, <laughs> we here. We having fun on 105 Through the Fan to get right. My man Chris on the down for you here on this Friday night. We're with you until midnight tonight as we get you ready for your weekend, busy weekend uh, of some really good sports action uh, coming up at the top of the hour. Get you well, you, you're excited for F1 at the Circuit of the Americas? Is that what it is? Uh, no. Okay. No, not quite. Mm-hmm. Um, some good UFC action this weekend, um, namely some really good college football, which we'll detail at 1120 on some of the terrific matchups, including two big ones, one in the, uh, the Big Ten and one in the ACC involving – a traditional basketball power uh, in Duke as we uh, go inside the gray area. I was going to make a joke, but it's cool. Uh, let's start with Duke. Uh, shout out to uh, John Shire, uh, the head coach of the Duke Blue Devils. Got a new six-year contract extension. Which really kind of caught me off guard. I don't know why I turned off my mic while I was talking. Kind of no, caught no. me off guard because mm-hmm. it made me realize, oh, he's been here a minute. It doesn't feel like he's been here that long. It does because he still looks, you know, well, not even that. It feels like just like last year that he took over for Coach K. Yeah, isn't it like it's how long? How long has he been doing this? Is my is my brain just? I feel like time over the last five six years has just felt like a blur in particular. But how long has he been the the head basketball coach at, at Duke at this point? Uh, let's see. John Shire has been. There. Yeah, it really was just last year. Okay, cool. All right. I so last I, year was year one, and they already given him an extension. I mean, he did take into a 27-9 record. Um, they ranked number two in the preseason this See, year. I knew I wasn't wilding. Uh, of course, they won an ACC tournament championship. Which, uh, look, good for uh, John Shire. And I guess I don't want to like imply that he can't do this job or anything. But how many times do we see the school go all in on a coach too early? And then we look up and we're like, well, oh. Did Krzyzewski handpick him? That's right. Yeah, that's what I thought. Do those always work out the way that you want them to? Um, the, guy, the guy that the last guy said you should go with? I'm trying to think in college it happens more often than not that it, it normally works out. Because I'm trying to think in recent years where the departing head coach has, has, na- named, has named his successor. His successor. Um, like, for example, 
uh, Urban Meyer before he left named, Ohio State. Named Ryan Day. Ryan Day as yeah. his successor. That's worked out, you know, pretty good. Um, I don't know. I just it, there's been other examples. I was just amazed that it was. Amazed was, that it was instant, I also got to go and find out what was the initial contract that they're already adding years on top. Because did did they just sign into like a one year or two year contract or something? Was it a short term? Like, yes, nine oh three. That was one that I was thinking of, but I was like, I don't know how you anticipate that Mel Tucker's getting on getting on the phone talking nasty to somebody who is a vendor of uh, the university while also you know being a uh, domestic violence survivor. What a clown! That's right. What that a is, clown. that is the right word to describe what a clown. the shenanigans that he did, and then had the nerve to get out here and try and try and oof oof. I don't even want to get into yeah. that. Let me mm-hmm. not. Uh, the headline goes like this, gentlemen, as we are inside the gray area. By the way, shout out to my partner on Cowboys Crosstalk every uh, every Wednesday. Nate Newton. Yeah, he's listening to the program. Hey! Shout out to you, Nate. Appreciate you, man. Hope you have yourself a good bye week. The headline goes like this. A major airline is rolling out a new approach to boarding that makes a ton of sense. Are they, are they boarding back to front now? Do <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the is that is that the answer? Uh, it goes like this. Okay, he's gonna make me wait through the whole story. I mean, it's better that way. If you're flying on a commercial flight, you'll almost always be subjected to a traffic jam in the aisles, thanks to the fairly inexplicable decision to have passengers board the plane from front. That's right. To back. I know what I'm talking about. While that allows people to, uh, with theoretically quote better seats toward the front of airplanes to secure. Uh, the coveted space in the overhead luggage compartments. Of course. It also drags out the boarding process for longer than necessary and makes it particularly annoying to navigate the narrow aisle. Yes, very narrow because they're okay. trying to get all that, you know, all the, all the money with all that space. Um, yeah, it, it was always amazing to me. And if it, I know this isn't the reason necessarily, but I always felt like they were like, we would like, all oh, the poor people sitting in the back to have to walk, walk, be, walk, walk through us. Walk your poor asses back to the back. Hurry up. Walk, walk past me as I sip on my martini. Uh, <laughs> that does always bother me while people sitting in their first class seat, you know, with their big, you know, comfy chairs and whatnot. While me and whomever I'm with got to, you know, we got to like my family is what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I was like, but the way that you said that yeah, made it sound that, like you had a mistress or yeah, something. Not like was, you could have just said me and yeah, my family. Yeah, you're right. You went out of your way it, to make call. that. That was an unforced error. It was. Okay. Good call there. I appreciate the accountability. I know, th- and the funny thing is, like, I know that you have no, like, you're not having an affair. Like, you, you, you're just not that type of dude. Thank you. But at the same time, the way that you said that. Yeah. It was weird. It's getting late. Okay. You, uh, you need a dad walk, too? Probably. Okay, very good. <laughs> probably. Text in 877 811 Does Cam need a dad walk right now? Do you, do you feel like a dad walk? I love <laughs> a, dad, a good dad walk. Um, so, at first glance, it would seem like it would make sense to board from front to back. However, there's evidence that suggests, Reg, that the free-for-all approach harnessed by Southwest Airlines and other budget carriers with no assigned seats is actually the most efficient Free-for-all approach? Like, everybody just board when they want to? Well, you know, there's no necessarily assigned seating. You, oh. you get grouped by, you know, A, B, C, you know, that kind of thing. And you just go pick your seat. See you later. Okay. Um, A group of mathematicians claim a model based on uh, passenger speed is the best method, although there's no way to put it into practice. 
Now, the folks at United Airlines are rolling out a new system they've been testing for a few years. So according to NPR, the company plans to adopt what is known as the Wilma method. Okay, I'm intrigued. Which involves having people in the window seats board first. Window interior and then... Inviting those in the middle to get on next. Window, middle, aisle. And capping things off with the final wave of travelers sitting in the aisle. So where did the where did the IL come from? Because like or maybe W I is the window and then but what what is the L? Where did the L come from? I don't know. I'm just it should be like the Wema. <laughs> you're gonna make the uh, you're gonna change the acronym. That's right. I'm gonna be I'm uh, gonna be that jerk. Be that guy. Um also I'm gonna ask you what 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 is what is your biggest uh flight nitpick? Because it feels like with flying everybody has it uh everybody's okay with somebody complaining about something. In All the, right. In the flying situation. You know what mine is? Yes. The, the person who's flying by themselves mm-hmm. that decides to take their asses and go sit in the middle seat. Who does that? Wait, people willfully pick the middle seats? Willfully pick the middle seat. Or they'll go straight to the either, like, they'll go to the pe- aisle. Yes. They'll take the aisle seat. Take the aisle seat. What happens if they talk? Because I'd be feeling too bad for tall people. That's not my problem. Wow. You see me with my wife and my kid. Wow. Move yourself. It's it's objectively the worst option. Also, sitting in the middle. Yeah, that's why I was like, I don't know who who the people are that are intentionally like. Sometimes it's just you know they gave me the middle seat. Yeah, but the people who pick the aisle seat first, like, come on, man. Can I give my biggest pet peeve? Oh, please, someone? please, please. I love complaining. <laughs> All right. So when people complain that you're looking out of the window. When oh, because they're trying to go to sleep or something. Yeah, you got the best view of all time. People pay to go to the top of the ball to see the view. But you're 20,000 feet in the air. You can't look out the window. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, right. I, I do think that that's kind of annoying. You think you get to dictate. If you wanted to be able to close this shade, you should have gotten the aisle seat. You should have um, sat there. Or sorry, the window seat. That's right. Somebody mentioned uh, that they like swaggy booties. Mentioned that they like the middle because you get two armrests. Does everybody know that rule? Uh, that's a that should be a fairly yeah. And just just to do a public service announcement, if you if you rule. if you're if you're in the window, you got the window, so yeah. you you get one armrest. Yeah, you can lean on the window. If you aisle, you get that all the extra space of aisle. You get one armrest. Person in the middle don't get nothing extra, so they get two armrests. So the person that sits next to the window, though, they don't get the benefit of having the mm-hmm. armrest to their left. Nope, or to. Depending on which side of the plane, yeah, yes. but yes, no, yes. you you just you get the armrest that is by the window. If you wow. want to lean, lean that way. But there is no armrest by the window. Yes, there is. What In some places. You, oh, so what plane you fly on? They got an armrest next to the window. All right, now we're having an argument that's oh, entirely right. unnecessary. Oh, right. The point being, the person in the middle gets the two armrests. Deal with it. Okay. Put your elbow somewhere else. Put it in your lap. I don't know. Sto- put it in the stowaway bin. I don't care where you put your elbow. Just don't put it on this armrest. Well, to finish up, it's uh, mine, KG. You can't have it. Wow, so aggressive. Um, the Wilma method, by the way, still, the change you still confused by that. Yeah, that's right. The change only applies to passengers in economy class, as groups three, four, and five will now be uh, reserved for people in window, middle, and aisle seats. Um, just so that's something you may want to consider mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. booking a ticket with United these days. Okay. Uh, now the airline estimates the Wilma method will help it cut down boarding times by an average of, get this, check this out, a whopping two minutes. And while it may not sound like much. That's that's a lot, If we're keeping everything on schedule. Because over the course of a day, 
couple minutes here, a couple minutes there, and then you got a 30-minute late uh, delay just because of shenanigans. Y'all can't get to your seat in time. 214, good point. The person that in front of you that reclines? That is annoying. Like, you know, none of us got We ain't got no room here. None of us got room. Especially if you got the nerve to do that on a spirit flight. If we all just stay upright, we can all we can all. If be. the seat works to bend the seat backwards, that's fair. on a spirit flight. That's fair. With all due respect, that's inside the gray area here on the get right, where apparently um, Wilma is making her way to flights these days. Wilma, that's all I've been thinking about the whole time. It's Great cartoon, the Flintstones. That's Flintstones. literally since you said it. And I was just All like, right. there's no reason to say that. It's so stupid. Round the room. Round the room real quick. Favorite Flintstone character. Chris, go. I don't know if I can name one. What? He, how old are you? How old are you, Chris? Fred? Is there a Fred? Are you guessing that or are you actually saying that with some confidence? Look, I don't know how old y'all are. Yeah, no. What's the no, you know who watch, the Flintstone is. He's 36. First of all, what you're not gonna do is disrespect me watching the Flintstones <laughs> growing up as a kid, damn it. It's a great cartoon. Man, I had SpongeBob. I don't know about SpongeBob is an elite cartoon. SpongeBob is an elite. Oh, cartoon. The way he said Fred with a question mark, the way that he did, like he lit- really lit- did literally it. the main character, the main character, Fred Flintstone. And that's the only one I can name. By the way, I cannot name throw it. it to break. Throw it to break. <laughs> Why are you so mad? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.